What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Hello. Uh, welcome to the Harley and Josh Show. This week, we are going to be talking about Spotify, SoundCloud Go Plus, and via GoGo. We've got some music by uh, Old, Old Man Lizard. Who else, Harley? We've got Ghosts of Me. And... <laughs> Oh wait, yeah, that yeah, right? yeah that's Ghost right. of Men, Ghost of Oh, I oh, I misread that. Uh, and fisticuffs as well as we're going to be talking about what happened to the guitar solo, Harley. Where did it go? <laughs> I don't know. What is with that? But more importantly, Harley, I want to ask you the most important question of the entire week. What you do? What you do? Well, well, well. I've had a good week. I've had a really good week. Yeah, it's been good fun. Um, so obviously we've done our basic teaching and stuff. Good uh, music. Yeah, we had a good week. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, really looking forward to getting Tom back though next week. Yes. Uh, we we miss we miss we his, miss Mr. McCarthy. We miss his with lovely his new face. McCarthy. We do. Um, so take it off your bingo cards. Yeah, already straight away. <laughs> um, I did a little bit of work. I did a couple of days work actually at um, Worcester Park. Oh, nice. We did uh, back at the Goldings house auction doing sound for that. Rock and roll. Which was great fun. Um, and also uh, ended uh, up there on Sunday as well for a wedding open day. Right. Now, I talked about this a bit last week, did I? Yes. I don't know if I did. Yes, I you did, yeah. I think I did. I think it wasn't on air, though. Ah. Well, <laughs> we've talked about it. We've talked about it. We talk out we, of the we show. We do. We are friends. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Oh. Uh, awkward. Oh, so, my heart. Um. Yeah, so I uh, we set up our stage uh, on in the big conference room. You can find pictures of us from the stage. It was really cool because we used an electric kit for this gig. Oh, because it's a uh, it uh, this venue has the enemy of every musician, a sound, sound limiter. limiter. Yeah, so uh, we decided to go nice and quiet, which was good for the other exhibitors because it means they could still talk whilst we're performing. Um, limiters for the exhibitors. Yes, too lim- much. And we, uh, we, it sounded really good, actually. Yeah. We had a Roland TD-25, which is a really nice nice system. Okay, it was one of those V-drummy things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it just it sounded great. Really good fun. Nice. Um, we were very tired, however, because we had to be there at half eight in the morning. Ugh, that doesn't exist for musicians. <laughs> exactly. But we'd also come from where we'd been the day before. The night before, we, we were at the Duke of York. Ah, um, of course, yeah. Which we... Uh, which, although it was an I early finish... We yeah, but I think we were finished by we were packed down packed down by about half twelve. I think weren't we? Yeah, we were done by half twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we finished music because music has to stop at eleven there yeah. because it's a built up area. Um, so we did that. Um, but me and Toby, the drummer of Chart Attack, had to run back to Felixstowe and load the van for the next day. So we literally had to get up and go. Mm. But I was still running on about four hours sleep uh, by the time I got yeah, home, yeah, got ready, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Woke up the next day to to make the most of it. I know this feels too much. Yeah, it's painful. It was a bit of a quiet one as well. This uh, this open wedding, mic, fair, uh, yeah. this wedding fair thing. Uh, we didn't we didn't get a great open deal of mic. people walking through. There were two other wedding fairs on on the same day, which <sighs> can be a real come on guys thing to Why affect don't, it. Uh, event promoters and stuff just think about this. There's a lot of that happens. Is they'll they'll they won't look before they leap. They'll put on an event. Yeah. And they won't without checking to see if there's something exactly the same happening in the locate in you know local area. Yeah, and I'm not saying Worcester Park were the culprit in this. It could be that they put it on, and then other events 
mm-hmm. companies put yeah, on something else yeah. were. And it's, it, you know, it's a shame, but uh, the people who were there really enjoyed what we were doing. We nice. had a good chat with some, some lovely couples who were planning to, uh, to get married in the next Very couple good. of years. And, um, uh, and it was really cool to see, see what their take on what we were doing was. And it was really great. It was That's really good. enjoyable. It's always years in advance with this kind of stuff as well, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. I, mean I had a meeting with a couple uh, a couple of weeks back where their wedding is in front of the two years. Yeah. And they booked me last year. Um, and, you know, it's, it, people don't realize just how much in advance people like to get this stuff done so they don't stress on the day. Um, but, you know, sometimes as a musician, you're like, oh, book me for this year, please. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. i got to pay my rent now, not in two years' time. Yeah. I'll be rich by then. That's it. Optimism. Well, probably not. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was uh, it was cool fun, um, and uh, we had a bit of a jam actually. There was a point where there was no one no one in the in the big hall, so we started jamming out uh, uh, "Rosanna" by Toto. Uh, nice. And we we found the right key for it, so I really want to add that to the set. So um, Rosanna, put on your red light. Yeah, Rosanna, put on. Your... That's the one. Rosanna. <laughs> Like brand new day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, so, so the, um, your musical weekend stopped there, or did you continue with your writings? It pretty much went there. I've been working on some new bits here and there. I've got some. Uh, I've I've bought a piano this morning. Ooh. Does that count as last week? What kind of piano? An upright grand piano a or a Korg electronic piano? Oh, good. You so, so less less hassle to get. Yeah, to although transport. it is very big and heavy. Oh. So um, I don't know where I'm going to fit it. Oh. Hey, I've been wanting to play Stop some piano this. more. I've also been trying a new thumb technique on bass. Okay. Uh, and as you can see, it's not gone well. Oh, blister, um, blister here. It's a kind of the, the Larry Carlton... Play through the string. Yeah, yeah thumb Victor through Wooten the string. Does that yes. Yeah, yeah um, and I can't quite get the upstroke with it. Oh, yeah, Because you, you need a real... It really catches your thumb, just like yeah. right at the top of the nail. Yeah. It's right over that little bit of skin that you're like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but um, I was playing with that all yesterday, all, all weekend actually, and I really enjoy the sound of it and I really enjoy the feel yeah. of it. It's got a real nice it punch so to it. Fast, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, if you see, it's, kind of, it's the same sort of thing as economy picking for guitar. Yes, playing through the string, resting on the next string, and then so you can activate that straight away. But you know, with with a guitar, it's slightly easier because you got a plectrum. Yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's so it. yeah, it's a it's a it's a real cool technique. Um, there are some great videos of people doing playing that but just yeah watch watch those people victor and larry carton and uh, yeah. you see that see that in action or come to you know one of my gigs and i'll try and do Show it you. yeah yeah, uh, yeah exactly. if my hand doesn't if my thumb doesn't fall off because i've got a horrible blister at the moment well, i mean you know you could so. always just give us a little little uh little likey comment thing and ask if harley could do a video for you yeah Mate, well we haven't done a picture for this week should no we, shall we, we do, do a, a little of my snappy thumb? snap thumb. yeah, yeah. We'll do- Show us your thumb, Harley, will you? Well, should we? Let's do that during the song. Yeah, all right, I, 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 that, I mean, that's my week that's right there. That's your week, So really? we'll, we'll go straight on and we'll take a picture because I know you want to see a picture of me and my thumb. Oh, amazing. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll rock on from there. Yeah, cool. Um, this is a new band I've not heard of before, but they are playing locally at the Brewer's Arms in Ipswich this Thursday with a touring band from Switzerland. Uh, this band is called Old Man Lizard. This is called The Adventures of Rupert Biggins. I think you'll like this one, Harley. Radio. Available Radio. on Bandcamp. <laughs> that ended abruptly. That, that was, was an ending. Yeah, Old Man Lizard with uh, The Adventures of Rupert 
Oh, crikey, I've forgotten his surname. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't see it on the thing. It was thing, only but... three and a half minutes ago. We should know this. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's an amazing, amazing track. I really like the uh, just the guitar tones in that one. Got that real doomy Black Sabbath kind of vibe with Electric Wizard thrown in there. And you were sort of drawing comparisons with Porcupine Tree. Yeah, there. some of the, like, the tightness on the kick drum and the bass right reminds the me of some of their earlier sort of stuff. Yeah. Really, really cool. So yeah, yeah, check them out this Thursday. Stick around for the gig list. So, on Mondays, around this time, do you find yourself asking yourself, What did I do? Only when I have a banjo to hand. And do you? Uh, um, no, but I do have a 12-string guitar in the other room. It's actually an 18-string guitar. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> it's <laughs> double note. That was one thing I did last week. I picked up a new guitar. Um, Ooh, I've new got... guitar thing. Yes, indeed. Oh, it's not. It's not his. It's every time no. I buy a new guitar, it's Tom's. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's yeah, 12-string acoustic on top, 6-string acoustic on the bottom. I've That's the only... Tw- uh, double neck acoustic I've ever seen apart from an ovation ever, yeah. Richie Zambora like uh, yeah. signature one which is about 1800 quid or something yeah. which I was like I can't afford that um, so yeah I've got it on eBay went up to um, Sudbury picked it up from a nice gentleman right, called yeah. Glenn and uh, brought it back it's got a bit of a truss rod issue though is the problem it's a little bit like you said what you'd worry about was the bracing issue because if it's got a lot of pressure on that top so piece, many newtons yeah. uh being pulled uh on the you know on, on that sort of citrus spruce top that the bridge might just give in and it does seem to just be i don't know sort of uh, c- collapsing in on itself. Yeah. So there is this kind of up bow thing going on. You're always, when you're, every guitar always has a bit of a um, constant yeah. constant fight and struggle mm. uh, between keeping the neck nowhere near the body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because it, it looks like a bow, but it should not be treated as a bow. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, that's really fun and interesting to play. Uh, it's just sort of uh, giving me a nice little a little bit of practice of switching between guitar necks. So sort of going for verse, be on the sixth string, and then chorus go up to the 12th string and vice versa. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it just sort of adds this really nice chorus to 12th string. Because it's, so it's, it's you know, just doubling up strings for anybody that hasn't played a 12th string before. So the top uh, four strings will be octaves of each other, E, A, D, G. And yeah. then B and E at the bottom are just doubled up. So you get that chorus effect going on. So it sounds like there's just a lot more guitars playing played at once. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's been really nice to just sort of try out a couple different new songs, which I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about in a future episode. Awesome. Um, yeah. On Tuesday? Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, Specific. I was, yes. Wednesday, I uh, had a very busy old day, a very busy music day. I've been bragging about it a bit. Because in the morning, I was doing some recording for a game soundtrack uh, where I was doing I was doing some session work, playing some sort of like 90s metal style circa Power Rangers. Nice. Um, I, I think you were talking about sort of writing this yes. it towards the end of last year. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we're sort of having, a, having another crack at it. Um, so I was doing that for a couple hours, then went off to do... Uh, uh, my normal lessons at Moreland in Nacton, where I was teaching Let It Be and We Will Rock You uh, for their for their upcoming performance, which I'm super excited about. Um, and then went on to Rock Project, where we were doing No One Knows and I believe Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. So yeah, so it was Green Day and Queens of Stone Age. And then after that, I had a goofy dust practice mm. where I was playing blues up until about 12 o'clock in the evening. So I, I, I was playing guitar from 10 till 12, pretty much straight. 
my fingers hurt so much. Yeah. But I went through so many different styles in that whole time and I was just felt very grateful. I was just like, this is what hard work and practice does, is that... <laughs> is it leads to f- more hard work and practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. True. But yeah, you don't, you don't get stuck with just, you know, a specific genre and you don't get stuck with a specific job. I was doing session, teaching and rehearsals. Yeah. So, you know, that was quite a nice busy music day and that's just, you know, what can wait for you if you do feel like jumping ship and turning into a self-employed musician. I think you could do that quite easily. Certainly, certainly. Um, I'm not talking to Harley here. I'm talking to you, whoever's listening. You, listen to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then uh, I had uh, on Friday, what did I do Friday? No, no, that had nothing to do with musical. I just had a haircut. Uh, cool. And then Saturday, we had a Hobby and Hopeful show, which Harley wasn't there at. No. Unfortunately, I, because he was at Chart Attack at the Duke Royal York. George. Duke no, York. Duke of York. Yeah. That was it. You would literally just talked about it. Yeah. Um, like four minutes ago. Um, and yeah, <laughs> forgetting them all today. Um, that's because uh, Murray, Rayner, and uh, and uh, Ben Gable were doing the Ben Gable tree at the Royal George. Royal George, so, that's it, yeah. yeah. Getting them mixed up. Very musical evening. Yeah, very indeed. Um, yeah, I think we played really well because Rich played... Uh, not drums, bass, the other thing yeah. that he's great at, uh, because he couldn't play keys. No, because uh, because Harley couldn't play bass, Rich played bass, and because Rich couldn't play keys, we had Matt Keane back yes. again. Very, very talented player. I think we played a really good set. Nice. I think good. we played a really good set. Um, yeah, nice, busy audience at Three Wise Monkeys and Ipswich, as per there. usual. Yeah, they, they, you know, really nice little audience of, of a lot of our friends. You can check that on my, my Instagram story of just, you know, seeing how great that venue is. Um, and uh, I don't know, like, so uh, I had two professional guitarists there coming up and talk to me <laughs> oh, <laughs> during wow. the kick. I was like, oh no, they're like, oh, I'm a guitarist myself, been playing for about 20 years, and I'm like, yeah, oh god, here we go. <laughs> and they were being very nice and complimentary and stuff, so I just did them as sort of a, a run through of my rig and things. And it, a lot of a lot of the time, uh, when you're a guitarist and you're watching other guitarists, you can often be a little bit too uh, listening for mistakes. Yeah. rather than uh, just actually sitting back and letting them take the reins. It can sometimes be hard to switch off when you're watching a gig yeah. of a band that you're into because you're, it's, yeah, yeah, oh, if I was playing, I would love, oh, I would you know. like this, yeah. And when you're, when you're playing on a sort of gig and stuff like that, it's very easy to want to, um, or when you're not playing, you're watching gig, oh, I wish I was playing so, this. Yeah, gig. it's kind of almost like you want to take the wheel. It's, mm. like, it's like being in a car with somebody and not trusting them to steer it properly. Um, it depends on if that person is all over the road and just really just knocking down pedestrians. Um, but you know, it, it, in a guitarist sense, sometimes you've just got to be like, this is what they want it to sound like. Mm. They're not running over pedestrians. Uh, they're you know just playing something, and you just got to let it happen. So they're being very complimentary. It was really nice of them. Um, and then somebody immediately uh, once I got off stage was just like, "What is that thing under your nose?" <laughs> And they had a go at me for having a mustache. <laughs> and I didn't, I don't know. I thought you well. had your, the way you were talking, I thought you had your guitar like crazy yes. high. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm playing prog, math core. Yes. Um, but no, I think, I don't know. I, 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 took, I took quite a lot of offense to that because I'm like, there was no tact involved in it. If somebody just says that, that mustache does not suit you, I'll yeah. be like, okay, that's fair. Thanks for just being honest with me. But like going up to somebody not knowing how self-conscious they are. Did and they just know saying, you? Not really, no. Uh. And I, I really take issue with that because I'm not. I'm a very confident person. But mm. if I had, like, I don't know, anxiety, if I was prone to panic attacks, yeah. do not go up to somebody 
and say to them, what is wrong with your face? That's, yeah, that was an attack on you personally, not just your yeah. choice to grow a moustache. Yeah. I was just like, right, okay, I'm going to go over here now. Because, I mean, you know, if again, if it was somebody that did have genuine, pro, uh, you know, issues with, with, with their self-esteem, that could have sent them into a spiral. Yeah. And that person should... Would, and would rightly feel very bad about themselves. Yeah, um, no, you know, totally. for, for for saying something, something like that to someone. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. Try not to be too precious. You know, I know I look you've ridiculous, not, but I'm happy about it. You've not had a lot of luck with uh, <laughs> irate crowd members of late. No, you've had a couple of incidences where you've had people coming to you and telling you how they think the world should go. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy with that. Well, I've, I've had this a little bit on... Uh, it was one thing I was wanted to moan about this week as well. Another moan. Here, Josh has a rant again. Tick there it we off, go. Your, off your bingo cards. So um, we have discussed this on the show before um andy hopgood has uh put together the and rob lewis actually it was one of his yeah. babies as well put together the ipswich musicians forum where you know like-minded musicians pro or beginner doesn't matter we all get together and we talk about um, just good practice and, and you yeah. know and different problems that we have within the industry that work that we work in um when we had this, I um, suggested the idea of a, an accord or a code of conduct that we could all uh, sort of put work towards uh, into sort of, you know, putting the criteria for it um, just to sort of, you know, have a baseline idea of what should be going on when putting on an event. You know, when is it okay to cancel bands or, or you know, yeah. etc. cetera. Um, so it was my sort of initial idea so Andy asked if I could put forward some things for it. So I just put sort of a couple of things off the top of my head, about four ideas. I put promotion duties, will it be agreed or made known at time of booking? Yeah. I think it's fair because, you know, you don't never know if it's if it's everybody's job or if it's just the venue's job or if it's just the band's job. So just agree that beforehand. Uh, the fee and the date the fee will be paid will be agreed or made known at the time of booking and put in writing. Yeah. So just because the amount of times people say, oh yeah, we'll pay 250 quid, they don't tell you that they're going to play it six weeks down the line after the invoices have cleared um, and whether there's going to be any, you know, inverpay take yeah. a booking fee off the top of it or whatever, you know, processing fee. Of course. Um, so that's well annoying. Um, I've put performance times will, times will be agreed at the time of booking as well because sometimes you'll be like, we play two hours, but then they'll turn up and they're like, yeah, we need you to do four sets. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can't because I don't have that much material. You need you prepare you prepare your set for the week, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I put that. The one thing that, that, that got the most backlash, those other things didn't really get much backlash uh, I've put, if performance is cancelled within, within one week of the date by venue promoter or agent and by no fault of the performer the full fee will be paid in an alternative date if an alternative date cannot be agreed yeah so that was just like a uh, throw it out there as an idea that some people can get around and man I've got some 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 backlash from that. Everybody just sitting there going, no, I don't think you'll get... I mean, Webby was good. He did exactly what I think was mm. this was for. He said, I don't think... I think they will agree to a week. I don't think they'll agree to a week. He said, I think two weeks, you get 25% a week, 50% three days, 100% or similar than night, which might get agreed. It's better than nothing, he's kind yeah. of saying. Um, which I, I liked that. I was like, okay, good. That's a, that's that's an improvement on my uh, idea. and that's what I reject your, your idea, but here's what I think would yeah. be an improvement. That's whereas always like, how it should these yeah. conversations should go. Whereas I had like two or three other people on that post just sitting there going, no, because I've had X amount of years of experience and it's never worked, so we're not going to change. And, and just basically saying, oh, young musicians, 
don't know what they're talking about because they haven't had 30, 40 years experience or That's something. That's what this whole forum's about is because things need to change. Yeah. We need consistency in our work, in our in our, in our our performances and, and knowing that when we go to a, a venue that the things we need to know, we already know. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, my idea for it is that literally you take these kind of code of conduct which has been... Uh, contributed to by many people not just musicians venues promoters agents everything they all come up with something that we all agree vote on and say that is a good way of having a baseline agreement right yeah and then taking that to venues um and giving it to musicians and saying this is just code of practice right free free of charge right and it's not a thing of saying you have to adhere to this or you're not operating in this town yeah it's saying if you don't adhere to this, people will know and they may not want to work with you. doesn't see they won't work with you, but it just gives a bit of a warning to say, oh, okay, so they don't want to agree to you know, yeah. certain things on here. I don't think it should uh, infringe on people's individuality of, of business practice. No. Because there are certain things like certain posters or you know how many people are at the gig and stuff like that sometimes people want an intimate show yeah um or you know that's that's a bit ridiculous but you know it kind of works you know some some gigs want you want 50 people instead of 500 i spoke to a venue this weekend about booking some gigs with chart attack um and there was a i can't remember the details but they said something on the lines of look i know most most venues run it like this but we do it differently is that cool with you and and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Get me, let me know. That's great. We'll, we'll, work, we'll work with that. Yeah. And it was never anything that was busy. But like, say, for example, what you said about the, the cancellation. Yeah. If a venue goes, look, we'll never cancel a gig. But if, you know, the ceiling falls through and on the day we have to cancel, we'll stick it for you 75 pay. Or they'll, or or they'll like just put, move it to a different date. Yeah. Or just say, we'll give you a gig in lieu. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, if you know, depending on the situation, if you know somebody's sick or you know, like the ceiling falls in, and they go like the drummer monkey. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was another thing I was sort of saying? Um, oh crikey, I literally had it in my head. Oh no, that was it. Um, I think it was Webby was also saying that some venues do not like to book a band if they've already got a gig in that town within a month or so. Yeah. Which, again, I think is absolutely fine if it's made known at the time of booking. Yeah. If the time of the booking, the venue says, look, we won't we won't take this gig if we if you've got a gig nearby yeah. uh, within a month. If the band does and they say so, then we'll go, okay, we'll change the date. We'll, you know, we'll think of a different date. Or if yeah. they do and they don't say so, they have every right to cancel I've, that um, band. The way I've always done it with, with Chart Attack, we've had it before where we've had gigs. Someone said, can you do this date? And I go, yes, but it's also, it's a week away from another place that's also in Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? And if they go, yeah, we're fine with that, I go, okay, but I won't confirm until I've spoken to the other venue. Right, yeah. And sometimes they'll go, yep, that's fine, because they're completely different demographics. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Other places go, look, we'd rather not. I go, okay, it's fine. I'll move the, I'll make sure that this other place gets another date. Stick with my first booking, because that's always the priorities is first comes, first yeah, serve. Yeah, should be. And, but... Like when it comes to those kind of things, if people mm. don't think it's going to it's going to affect their 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 numbers, then it That's shouldn't. Specific do. to certain things as well. If it's an originals yeah. band doing a tour or something like that, then yeah. you're going to have a split audience. But I mean, yeah. covers bands like we did. You know, Hopping the Hopefuls. We had a gig last Friday at the Duke of York, and we had no, sorry, Friday before at the Duke of York, and we had a gig last Saturday at Throwaways Monkeys. Both well attended, mm. and they were in the same town within five ten minutes walk of each other. Um, 
So yeah. it doesn't, you know, that kind of practice doesn't always work. Um, but, you know, if if that's the way you want to do business, that should be the way you want to do business. And this code of conduct does not infringe on that. No, I had an interesting thought the other day about um, about in terms of stuff like that. Because yeah, one thing I really hate think is when... I think I bought the other day. That. Jingle. <laughs> it's always the jingle. Um, I've had it when I've played a gig before and they sound, and they've, you know, they've said, cool, yeah, no, we're, we're up to giving you. Do you pull a crowd? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not out not, on the pool. Not but. like massive crowds because we've not played this this town before, yeah, you yeah. know. And I, I I thought as a venue, if you're relying on the the uh, the following of a band to make your night mm. profitable, then your your business your venue is failing. Mm-hmm. But then also likewise, if you're relying on the crowd at the venue. As yeah. a band, your band is failing, yeah. and you need it needs to be a bit of both. I've had some real patronising emails back yeah. and forth from people before. Uh, it was a venue in Peterborough, which I was trying to get gigs at, and they were just like, "Well, how many people could you bring?" And I'm like, maybe "I don't 10? know, yeah, maybe ten. Um, and they're just like, "Well, you need to be building a fan base here before you get a gig here." I'm like, do you not realise just how much of a paradox that is? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Is it? <laughs> do you have any idea? And um, so yeah, that got re- that really gets my go. And but you know, there's somebody like like myself that is quite wary of the tricks that some venues will pull to try and get because they, they were asking me for to pay to pay for tickets. It was another mm. one of those kind of things, you know, pay to be on on the lineup. And but you know, there are bands that it's kind of like venue negging. Like how you you yeah. know well horrible yeah. people go up to a girl and tell them or or bloke tell them how bad they look so their defenses are low and they'll try and hit on them and they'll try and win that. Yeah. It's the same thing from a venue to a or a, or a, you know musician to a venue. It's like you need us more than we need you. You know, give me some of your dough. It's like, just like mm. no, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah it doesn't. <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be about entertainment, not about posturing. Yeah. But anyway, so that was that was you know, I had a great gig. And um, we had some, you know, good practice and, and rehearsals. That's what a good music, musical week is. Yeah. So um, speaking of good musical, great things, uh, we've got some brand new music for you from Ghosts of Me. I mean, Ghosts of Men, as, <laughs> as Harley calls them. <laughs> Harley and Josh show favorites, Ghosts of Men. They have a brand new music video coming out soon. Uh, we'll tell you a bit more about it. Uh, this is Hang Fire by Ghosts of Men. This is absolutely killer. Please enjoy yourselves. That was Ghosts of Men with Hang Fire. Uh, incredible track that. I've seen the music video for it. It's going to be released on the 1st of April with puppets with their faces on. It's incredible. It's actually hilarious. Um, but there was a whacking great party at Coda in Colchester on the 30th of March. Oh, nice. It's all about it, as Pete Clegg said. So, yeah, stick around for that. Sweet. So, Harley, let's get on to your new fantastical jingle, please. Okay, Show me what you're you ready got. for this. We've had to rehearse this. So. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Okay, I don't know if the volume's going to be right, so let's <laughs> find out. Okay. Yeah. Spotify are suing their songwriters. What the... Via GoGo have been sued... Well, getting sued by uh, consumer rights authorities in the UK. And also... 
SoundCloud is offering students half off their SoundCloud Go Plus streaming. Ooh, tell me more about that one. Should we start with that? Yeah, go on, mate. Okay, so eligible university and college students are now getting the streaming service for $4.99 a month. That's probably like four quid. Yeah. Um, Down from $9.99. So uh, SoundCloud Go Plus is their premium tier of SoundCloud streaming. Um, which allows for people to listen to high-quality audio streaming and ad-free experience on the go. Uh, in a, the SoundCloud's entire track catalogue can be downloaded offline for offline listening, words, yep. uh, and it has a collection of over 200 million Mad. encompassing both... Uh, and both user upload material and content from labels. It's mad, isn't it? So that's one thing it's got up on Spotify and Apple yeah. Music and all that sort of stuff is that it's got all this user-generated content which you didn't have to pay yeah. to put up. So, yeah, I'm interested in that. I might have to get myself a SoundGo Plus account. It reminds well, me... It sounds like we're being sponsored. We're not being sponsored, just so no, you guys I, know. I, I'm, I'm seriously considering, although yeah. I'm not a student, so I would have to pay the full price. Yeah, but, but it's still nine ninety nine. It's the same as you get for, for Spotify, yeah. etc., isn't it? I, so, yeah. It's an interesting interesting thing. I used to play uh, music back before music streaming on the go was a thing. There was a website I used, and I can't even remember what it was called, and you just searched a song and found it. Right. And it just played it, and... Probably wasn't legal. Legal, yeah. It was like bear share or something. Yeah. It was. It, it never. It seemed quite above board, but mm. it, you know. But then you get some weird versions of songs, and right. Um, I guess it was like yeah. LimeWire when you accidentally downloaded yeah. a bootleg or, or like a weird sort of. <laughs> it B-side. would be like "Living on a Prayer" by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. But then you get some really cool live versions, uh, and uh, my SoundCloud consists of a lot of uh, studio sessions where I've recorded bits and bobs and just chucked them up there for people to hear. Yeah, and those are still on there. Yeah. Those are still on there. So yeah, if you get yourself a SoundGo, SoundCloud Go Plus account, that's a bit too much to say though. I think they need to work on the name. Um, Sounds like a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to talk about this little uh, Spotify suing songwriters. Yeah, what's they're, that all about? They're not specifically suing songwriters. Okay. However... Uh, on March 7th, it emerged that four major owners of digital music services, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Pandora, had lodged legal appeals against the U.S. Copyright Royalty Board's recent decision to raise streaming royalties to songwriters and music publishers by 44%. So right. basically that means, so this is the U.S., but it could come over here, that uh, government has, come, has stepped in and said, look, you need to pay your songwriters more for each stream 44% more. Right, yeah. That was already be voted on, pretty much getting signed into law, and then these four companies lodge massive appeals against them. So they are suing. Basically. Right. Uh, the royalty rise, which previously looked locked in, is now seriously in jeopardy. Um, however, Apple Music, in contrast, has accepted the new rates and declined to challenge what's viewed as an important pay hike for songwriters. So Apple have really positioned themselves well in this scenario. It's a yeah, it's a bit of a game changer for Apple to be the good guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it's because you know, if if you throw yourself behind a cause like this, there's going to be a lot of people just suddenly going, "Oh, Apple, you're so woke." Yeah. And then they'll start using them instead of Spotify. But, you know, I, I bet it'll be quite sort of minimal in, in, in what it actually changes. It'll be musicians that will be making the decisions yeah, in this sort of sense and publishers as well. Be interesting to see, like I say, it's something you said that was pretty much set in stone is now is now being questioned. So it'll be interesting to see whether this these appeals uh, hold much weight in terms of yeah. uh, changing changing the course of, of this of this. Uh, 
yeah, case. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's government legislation. If you think about it, really, I mean, the music the music business does some great. You know, it contributes a, a lot of money. We we've talked about that on the show before. However, they do not contribute as much money as, say, the automobile industry, the oil industry, no. the tech industry. This kind of stuff is now the, the you know the tech industry mostly is 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 driving economies now. Whereas right. the music industry, as legitimate as we are, are not as big. A, a voice or you know as loud a voice in in these kind of things so i don't know whether whether we'll be able to uh, to, to keep that which that, that ruling i guess again you say the technology industry drives the economy or you know a, a, a large part of it it is the technology industry versus the music industry yeah, which in this case is underdog although have you seen 300 uh, <laughs> all right so are you gonna are you gonna kick spotify down a hole yeah yeah yes it's Spotify. You got that way before I was. I was trying to work out like, where, where do we go? Where do we go? Where, well, this is what this is what. I'm, uh, just, I'm just imagining you in a tunic. I mean, I look good in a tunic. Anyway, so uh, our last and third music story newsy thing uh, comes from Viagogo. Anybody here listen? You know, used Viagogo. I have never used it because of just the amount of price, price hikes. Mm-hmm. Viagogo is a secondary ticket ticketing site, which has basically just been exploiting uh, consumer rights and, and laws for a long old time. The end of last year, uh, they were kind of brought to heel a bit. Uh, they required secondary ticketing platforms to implement major changes to the way it does business. This was by uh, the UK's Competition Authority. Um they're basically uh, applying for legal action against Viagogo again uh, wow. because the CMA uh, on March 5th warned that Viagogo is still not compliant with the court order secured last year. Yeah. Um, and it really does need to change how it's doing things. It, the site con- continues to facilitate large-scale breaches of consumer law and, uh, and Music Business News all says all UK music fans should avoid this site, which I'm want to agree with yeah i I'm support that tell because... the people about ticket scalping harley so ticket scalping is wrong <laughs> sure is. um so basically i forgive me if i'm wrong because no i'm i i'm not one for like buying tickets online generally i'm not mm-hmm. I, i'm a bad person at that and you prefer it from some random guy in a trench coat yep yeah mm-hmm. uh so basically they'll buy a bulk load of tickets from another company uh-huh. or from from the distributor and they will hike the prices up and sell them and then just basically take all the profits for themselves and none of that money is going to, well, one would say the artists, but also the organisers of the events yeah, and the promoters. people who actually put in the work. The venues. Yep, and buying extra picks and batteries for, exactly. for the microphones. Brown M&Ms. Oh, all the brown M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, it's, it's, it's wrong. And, uh, yeah. The thing is, like, you know, people do skip over that fact that when you find a ticket... From a secondary seller, that money is not going to the artist. No. That that the, the artist has already been paid the original agreed fee, which had been what fifty quid maybe for like a concert ticket yeah. or something like this, at like the O2 Arena or something. So you know these artists are getting some a, quite a good amount of money for that gig. Yeah, granted. However, this person that just bought the ticket and sends it, sells it on for 500% or something yeah, of the original price, percentage. has made no effort towards that gig and is making more money than the artist did. How unfair is that? Viagogo is basically sanctioning this kind of behavior, um, which is against the law. Yeah. 
Uh, and so they are getting taken to court again. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know about it. You can tweet us at Harley C at Lockerbillies. Yes. Tell us what you think. Do you think they should be t- held to you know, account for this kind of stuff? Or you know, yeah, should they no. be let to do it because of consumer rights? You, know, know. You, should, you should be able to charge whatever you want, really, when you're selling your well, own goods. One would hope. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't it, infringe on that. But I think there should be uh, you know, a limit, really, shouldn't there? Yeah. 500% is a bit much. Yeah. But anyway, Absolutely. Harley, we've got to talk about something uh, that Kev Emanuel and Rob Lewis have asked us to talk about because they are wonderful local musicians and we don't stop talking about them. Doing the thing I brought back this morning. Jingle. Let's talk about Harley. Let's talk about Harley. Um, uh, let's talk about me. Just talk about me. We've <laughs> oh, got 18 cute. minutes. <laughs> 17 minutes let's talk about me uh, let's uh, let's talk about where did the guitar solo go Harley Gibraltar oh is okay. he on holiday yeah went to Gibraltar he or she the guitar solo is non-binary so um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. yeah probably um, so what we're kind of saying here is that in popular music and in mainstream music you don't often hear an instrumental or guitar solo break or just any kind of solo, really, anymore. No. Um, Rob thinks it has been replaced by the guest rapper. Well, yeah, I think I think that is true to an extent. We uh, do the the exact the exact opposite with that sometimes with chart attack. There's certain songs that have a rap that we just we'll oh, put guitar. <laughs> guitar solo. solo. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I like that. Well, I mean, uh, my kind of you know explanation for that was that I think the technical wow factor has been taken over by rappers uh, from guitarists and instrumentalists. Uh, it, it, rapping is much more accessible, and you don't need an instrument to do it so it, it, it's slightly more the, the success stories a lot of the time yeah. are coming from hip-hop the, te- the te- technical wow factor is a lot easier to access for those who don't play they know that talking quickly is hard talking at all is hard especially yeah. if you're me yeah <laughs> and both of us yeah so that yeah i, I see where you're coming you get, with that. get yourself a rap cast but yeah uh, it's a difficult thing because you know that means that people from low-income backgrounds can be stars yeah and i think that's great uh, but that used to be the guitar. Yeah. Uh, because you just get this balsa wood thing like Jimi Hendrix did. Yeah. And they get great at it. And I think that's the modern day guitar hero is the rapper. Um, I think there is also, there's not as many jams as there used to be. I think yeah. y- you said that people like... Just the way that music is produced is is very much more written now. You open up your computer and you program it on that. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It, the, more visual yeah the 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 writing element is no longer going into a room with some people and seeing what happens mm-hmm. so it's all a case of just looking at a screen and you you go well i need this here you need this there need this there and there's there's a lot less of the instrument being played itself in a creative in an explorative way right so the space they don't make the space to fill it yeah sort of thing no that's true um i th- it also i think you know guitar music has also killed itself a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, grunge and punk happened. Certainly. So, And they were very much a rebellion against guitar solos and, and big posturing of technical ability. They were very much like, we're every men and women yeah. that are good at what we do and we don't have to be fast to do that. And I mean, people will say, oh yeah, but there are solos in sort of grunge music. And there are, and my favourite example is... Uh, in Bloom. In Bloom. It's an anti-solo. Yeah. Let's play notes that are just... Horrible. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that's still a guitar solo, technically, though. Yeah. So there we go. Um, 
Uh, fans of mainstream music, this is what I've sort of put, has, may not be seeking to see live music as much. So um, that, oh, yeah. So their appreciation of, of technical prowess on an instrument doesn't really persuade their spending behavior as much as it used to. So that sort of informs record labels that guitar music isn't as, impo- as important as it used to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, and one more thing was that I, I've put is triggered sounds and one producer is much cheaper to pay than a band of musicians in a consumer environment that doesn't pay out for recorded music as much. Yeah. I it could be a thing. I would put something forwards as well. Go on. I can... I. Is it necessarily a bad thing that the guitar solo is gone, or not gone, but is is less prevalent? Some of I don't my know. what do you think? Some of my favourite uh, tracks they don't necessarily have a guitar solo. The middle eight section, the 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 bit for those who don't who aren't musical that's listening, you probably haven't made it this far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the but the middle eight is the bit in the middle that sounds a bit different. Right. You know that changes you change changes from your obvious bit or obvious kind of more structured parts Mm -hmm. that's where you would put a rap or a guitar solo or a keyboard solo if you take away the fact of it's a person doing their thing and you put a section like a a, a, something that's just musically different Mm -hmm. you can be you've got a bit more scope to be a bit more creative with that yeah you don't just sit there and copy and paste a guitar solo in somewhere some some bands you'll listen to their guitar solos and you're like Bill Haley in the comments did this. Yeah. They're, Bill Haley in the comments section. Um, they basically just put the same solo in, in, uh, in, I think it's the same solo in See You Later Alligator and um, Rock Around the Clock. It's pretty much exactly the same solo. Yeah. So, I don't know. This, they both sound good. Yeah. But it's not original, is it? There's so always, uh, my favorite guitar solos are ones that play under chords that aren't the same as the verse or the chorus. Yeah. Because that, I think that's one thing that can be a little bit of a cop out. Let's do a solo. Well, what, what chords are? Oh, the bit that we've already played before. You know. Yeah. So to, I, I challenge you that if you're going to bring, if you want to keep the guitar solo alive, you've got to be creative with it. With yeah. it. You've got to do something that's that can't be beaten. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Uh, and there is a, a, an element of posturing there. It's just like playing something that's technically amazing, and you want people to better you. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, uh, Scott Norman just messaged me from Fifty Cuffs. And Hello, Scott. He, uh, he has given us a brand new track by 50, 50 Cuffs about their number one fan, Gary Abbott. Sup, dog. Uh, we're going to play that at the end. But that's got a guitar solo on it. And that song is what, a minute and a half? Where, where they find time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyway, um, so yeah, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think the guitar solo is dead? Do you think it's going to make a comeback? Music, pop music eats itself. It could just be in oh, for yeah. a revival at some point. But. Um, I forgot to say that last week I went to a wonderful gig, uh, courtesy of Amy Rag. Oh yes, uh, um, and uh, for International Women's Day, of course. Kim yeah. Trotter, who was actually here at IO Radio, was a speaker there, and it was all just you know uh, bringing to light women's issues. And it was International Women's Day last Friday. We got to see Motherfunker uh, perform, yeah. and they were awesome. Brand new lineup, actually. So they had Cam Jessup um, and Lloyd Turnbull on bass. Awesome. So it was really good. Um, but they, they, they played phenomenally and really enjoyed the night. Um, but in recognition of that, I, we did, we did a, a game last week, didn't we? Happy International, International Women's Day. Wah, wah. See your favourite female-fronted band. And we had a lot for this one. I said Horrible Dolphins or Strike the Sun. Yes. Or Polly Haynes. Um, oh, yes. Wonderful music. Uh, so we've had uh, Michael Fowler say Lita Ford, Lynn, Mor- Lynn Morley saying the Columbines, of course. Of course. Uh, Steve Pipe says Susie and the Banshees all day long. He would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, Melissa Hammond says Strike the Sun as well. So nice one. 
Angel says the Nova Twins, which is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Nick seemed to agree with that one. Rob Lewis, the third, fourth time he's been uh, called out today. Yeah. Harmless Crossfire. Yes. Very true. Um, who else? We Nat- Natalie Cole says telling truths. They're they're good. They you know they've got some great female vocals on them. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Car- Carpenters, Black Delilah, Horrible Dolphins again from Lily Hopkins, your legend. Uh, the Pretenders, Cheeky Girls. Um, who who said that? Uh, Name and shame. This? Name and shame. Tim Hadley. Tim Hadley, your favorite <laughs> band, favorite female-led band is Cheeky Girls. <laughs> I want, well, I want people to know that. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Shame. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I think you know more of that. I think we need to yeah. to be celebrating this. Uh, we played uh, one of the swimsuit competition tracks from last week, and they're a great band. Um, I was yeah very very impressed with uh, just how much came to light yeah. during the discussions at this 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 gig at the John Peel Center. I was torn between that and uh, Three Wise Monkeys Colchester because they had both Strike the Sun and Horrible Dolphins playing at the same time. Oh, sweet. But nice. we went to the Stay Market one because there was more. There were more talks and there okay, were more points bit... of view. Yeah, being shared, which was nice to hear because I mean, I don't know. Um, do you find you? I mean, it, it would be ideal if you did, but do you find that you actually have a 50-50% um, friendship group? Um, I never really thought... I'd say no. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I, part of Hashtag that, me too. which makes it worse, is the fact that a lot of my friends are musicians. Right. But there are still a lot of male musicians in my circles and not as many female musicians. Right. I do find... I found this... I noticed this a little while ago. I haven't checked it recently, but of all my bass students, uh-huh. they are 50-50. Right. I've got, and maybe even have more girls than boys at the moment. I've had the same thing as which well. Which is great, because it means, even if it's not quite equal for us, that it looks better for the future. That is true. Which I, I, I really, I just hope yeah. that, that that continues. And but my sort of point there is the fact that we don't always hear um, women's views. Sometimes we just insinuate them. And it's yeah. the same thing the other way around. I think you know, people that, you know, women that are being oppressed will sometimes insinuate what men are thinking yeah. before actually listen, in hearing yeah. them out. So I think the last Friday for me was a great exercise in hearing... In listening. Yeah, listening. And I think that's what we need to do a lot more as a culture is, is instead of getting tribal about things, going along to the opposite side of the spectrum and listening. Yes. Instead of just, you know, like these people that just read broadsheet newspapers, pick up the sun and scoff at it and throw it down on the floor <laughs> and use it as toilet paper. Can I point out something? Go on. Uh, speaking of listening... Uh, I just got a message from Jenny Barton. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that uh, you uh, called her out. Uh, she did that. She mentioned about the mental health um, yes. episode, uh, and you called her a social worker, and she's not. She's a she's mental, mental health, health nurse. nurse. I apologize. So, um, public apology. <laughs> yeah, it's public apology. It is. Yeah, it there is. we go. No, she's a very, very well-meaning and very well-educated member of society. Thank you very much for your wonderful work, Jenny. Yes. Um, so yeah, mate, we've <laughs> got some gig listing to do, haven't we? We've got a lot of gigs coming up, so I'm going to have to uh, rock it through this. Guess who's coming back, Char- uh, Mr. Harley? Go on. Gig list. <laughs> Charlie Law's coming back. Yes. Triumph from return from Australia. I think he's been for ages. Welcome uh, back, boy. Yeah, welcome back, buddy. Thursday, 14th of March, he's going to be at the Smokehouse with Peter Hepworth. Nice. That'd be fun. Uh, we've got on the Thursday also Sons of Morpheus, the band we played earlier, Old Man Lizard, yep. are at the Brewer's Arms in Ipswich. That's Thursday, 8 o'clock. Um, 
the Altered Showcase at the Brewers Arms in Ipswich on Friday. There's some great acts playing there. I haven't got them listed here, but I know they're really good. So uh, Andy Mason usually puts on a great night there. Awesome. I got a message here from Rob Lewis. He's given us his week gigs for the weekend. Yes. If you're playing this weekend, let us know what's going on because yeah. e- it's so easy for or us to miss Or if you're just stuff. going to a gig, let us know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So Rob is playing at the Duke of York with uh, the Hogs, Colorblind Hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. He's got the last gunfighter at Coppas on, on the Saturday. It's Coppas. Um, I was talking to the manager. It's Coppas. Um, and Sunday... Oh, I got a friend. I got a friend. Uh, and this Sunday, it is Icebreakers and he's actually put... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, it's icebreakers at the railway so make sure you get along there if you're under 18 and you want to try out some open mic meet some other musicians uh, from 2.30 check it out oh it's a dentist appointment Um, Uh so yeah uh, Rubber Jaw are releasing a new single nothing to do with a dentist appointment (laughs) it's actually a a problem for dogs oh is it it is actually Rubber Jaw is is an actual uh, condition for dogs and it's horrible but uh, the band didn't name it after that they just came up with it and then found out Right. It was about it was a horrible debilitating illness for dogs. So yeah, Awful. poor guys. Um, they're playing at the Lakeside Theatre in Colchester Friday at seven o'clock. Their music is wonderful. Nice. Their treatment of dogs is exceptional. That's also good. Um, uh, Hogs are playing at the Duke Friday fifteenth. Uh, that is at nine o'clock. Uh, break it down. What's golden with the infamous Alliance? They're breaking down the J Five album, Jurassic Five. If you are a boom bap era hip hop fan, you like your old school hip hop. Well, it's old school to me anyway because it's the nineties. It's not yeah. the eighties, but yeah, it's old school to me. Uh, check that out. They always do this. They've done this with Wu Tang. They've done this with uh, with Tribe Called Quest, and they do it great every single time. So yeah, check that out with uh, Jim and Ben. Uh, Chart Attack are playing at the Claydon Greyhound. Oh, that's me. That's you, mate. Friday at ten o'clock. It says here. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe nine. I can't remember. Yeah, who it's knows? Nine PM top. There we go. Yeah. Um, hoax. I'm putting on another. Gig. Oh yes, this is. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm going to miss it, but uh, I might try and make it along for a little bit. Uh, because Saturday some... at five o'clock. Uh, Rubber Jaw are playing with oh. wonderful dogs. Uh, Mr. K, Maya Law, Reno and Rome, Alfie Indra, who we've played on here before, he's great. Oscar Welsh. Nancy Dunnell and Fabian MT. That's at Cult Cafe from five o'clock on Saturday. That's a lot of great music for free entry. So you want to be great. there. Hey, you know what Sunday is? What's that, mate? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, gosh. So, so here come out the fake Irish people. Yes. I'm allowed to drink Guinness and be in a bad mood because I'm doing a very bad reputation of what it is to be, representation of what it is to be Irish. However, you want to see a good representation, representation of, of an Irish band. Waxy's Dargle playing at yes. the Shamrock. Waxy's Dargle. He knows what he's talking about. Good old Fanny Adams. Yeah. Uh, um, Bouquet of Dead Crows return to the Smokehouse this disgusting. Saturday at 7, th- 7 o'clock at the Smokehouse. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting, but I think they're disgustingly good. Good. Um, the Sound of Sugartown, the record label from Barry St. Edmonds. They're, playing, uh, they're having a great night at Vinyl Hunter with Gaffer Tape Sandy. Thy last drop. Amazing. Stretch Soul Gang. Yes. Kyanos Tundra. B. B-U-H. Kulk and the Catch. I mean, that's a great that's roster, great. right? And Kilo Down. Uh, they play us from Saturday at 12 o'clock from the Hunter Club and also Vinyl Hunter. Um, Sweet. Artwork are playing at the Steamboat this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Awesome. Rob Lewis is playing at Copa's Bar in Felix Day yep. at 8 o'clock. Uh, you agreed. I heard that. Uh, Keith Sadler presents... Anton Wahlberg, Alton Wahlberg, live at the Arlington's Sunday, 17th of March. Awesome. That's uh, Arlington's. So, yeah, there's, some, there's loads of really great stuff going on this week. Um, is there anything else you want to add, mate? Because we've got to play 
some new music. Yes. From Fisticuffs, haven't we? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You bet you are. Strap mate. yourself in because it will be gone in a moment. <laughs> yeah, this song is a minute and 30 seconds, right? Uh, and it's it's awesome. I absolutely adore it because um, it's it's dedicated to their number one fan, Gary Abbott. Great. Right, and, it's, and all the lyrics are true. Oh, okay. Right? So this is going to be released soon. Uh, go over to the Fisty Cuffs Facebook page and check them out. They do some really great local gigs and also they've been all over the world. So, awesome. um, yeah, they've, they've got, uh, they sent me three tracks. This one was my favourite. Sweet. But the other two are also great. Cool, man. Right? Oh, wow, I'll be looking forward to hearing those ones. Um, oh, also, I'm playing with Goofy Dust this Saturday. Oh, right, nice. Just so you Where's know, that? everybody, I'm at the Bay Horse in Sudbury. Sweet, nice so, place. Yeah, if you want some blues, come down to that one. Uh, but in the meantime, love you, Harley, mate. I love you too, man. Oh, friendship. Ah. Uh. Come round and cut your grass. Gary is his name. He's been in the shells, food, but not Japan. Drink-